Broadcasting from deep in the Eublifaris galaxy, on a small planet called Gekonia, east of the albino hills and south of the raging leucistic river, comes the one, the only, Gecko Nation Radio. What's up, everybody out in Geckonia? Hope everybody's doing good tonight. This is your host, Dave, speaking. Uh, today is January 21st, Tuesday, and it is 2014 now, yes. And uh, tonight we've got a really cool episode. We have a special auxiliary episode of Gecko Nation Radio, and uh, we're basically going to send off uh, uh, Drew, Lenny, and Angel off on um, uh, starting up their show again, uh, Crawling Critters Radio. Uh they did a great job uh, when they were doing it previously, and uh, the guys are coming back. The band's back together, and uh, they're putting it, the show back together again, which is awesome. So we're going to help promote our, our friends and, uh, and their show, of course. So um, that'll be fun. Also, I just want to let you guys know that next Sunday, uh, well, this upcoming Sunday, is uh, another special episode uh, with Ron Tremper, the king of leopard geckos. And uh, this has been an episode that a lot of us have been waiting for uh, for a long time. There's no one that's had uh, such an influence and an impact on the gecko communities such as Ron. I mean, Ron's done amazing things, not just for leopard geckos, but for, you know, hobbyists in general. And just an amazing breeder, inspirational uh, just person in the community, does a lot of selfless things, gives back to the community in a lot of different ways, excellent books apps, just you name it, he's done it. So uh, check out leopardgecko.com, and uh, you'll know if you don't already know who he is. But uh, what's up, everybody in the chat room? Chat room's filling up nice. Who we got? We got Aaron, Angela, Brooke, Jay, John, Landon, Loki Reptiles, Sean, Steve Barker, and Stuff Such. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool, I guess. (laughs) Um... Well, I'm not going to waste too much time tonight with the intros. I want to, I really want to get to, um, uh, I'm, in, I'm actually really interested in hearing what Steve has for the news, because we didn't do the news Sunday. And uh, we had to move today's episode, uh, it was originally scheduled for Sunday, but uh, I think Lenny had to work, so we moved it to Tuesday. So if you guys want to check out Sunday's show, we did, an, we did a special spur-of-the-moment show with Michael Behrens of Weeby Reptiles. He's a, a well-known bearded dragon hobbyist on YouTube and uh, just a really passionate guy, knows what he's talking about with dragons. Uh, it, was a, it was a great episode. And uh, he and I are going to do some talking this week and I think he's going to be uh, the Gecko Nation Radio uh, main host for dragon, uh, bearded dragon episodes that we're going to do. And I'll be the co-host. So, but i got to talk to Mike a little bit more about that tomorrow and uh, work out some of the, uh, the details. So that's something to look forward to, everybody. We'll be, we're going to get into some dragon, uh, get into the dragon community a little bit. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, what I want to tell you guys about, well, I pretty much told you all the stuff that's going on. So why don't we thank our great sponsors. Gecko Nation Radio would not be possible without its amazing sponsors. So check them out. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. 
Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by abdragons.com is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches. Whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps, abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt reptile heat tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. And if you're looking for quealty food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. Rainbow Mealworms is the largest worm grower in the world and selling to the public since 1956. If you need the highest quality mealworms, superworms, and crickets for your pets, contact them at www.rainbowmealworms.net. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need, from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more, and all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Okay, everybody, we are back. And, um, wow, the chat room is really full tonight. That's really cool. All right, awesome. Um, also want to mention that uh, in addition to picking up Rainbow Mealworms as a new sponsor of the show, we also have uh, OhioGecko.com. You guys know Ohio Gecko. That is uh, also the owner of Gecko Forums. But as, as for a gecko breeder, um, you know, these days there's so many gecko breeders out there, a lot of great ones. And uh, that is definitely one of, one of the top breeders in the gecko community right now. So definitely check out Ohio Gecko if you're in the market for uh, fat tail geckos and leopard geckos. We've got some very re- unique projects. But um, if, you, if you guys are new to leopard geckos or geckos in general uh, and you're not on Facebook or uh, stuff like that, but you're all, you are online and you want to get information and connect with other people, you guys got to get on Gecko Forums. Check this out real quick. Did you know that since 2006, there's been a treasure trove of history and information on leopard geckos and other species? Well, Gecko Forums is the most extensive database of leopard gecko history on the web right now. Take a look and delve into the past, present, and future of this great community. The biggest contributors, breeders, and hobbyists have left their mark there. Now it's your turn. Look, learn, and post away. Need a place to post animals for sale? Look no further. Visit geckoforums.net and become a member today. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to be the official radio show associated with Gecko Forums. And that's right. We are proud associates. Also, everybody, I want to remind you guys that 
um, the threats to our our rights to exotic animal ownership uh, aren't going away anytime soon. Uh, what we need to do is uh, is send our money to the people that are going to be fighting the legal battle for us, and that's U.S. ARC. So um, please donate what you can to the U.S. ARC Legal Defense Fund at www.usarc.org. And uh, even if it's 5 or $10, it'll make a difference. Uh, some breeders are running auctions um, on Facebook for uh, you guys might be able to get a great deal and the proceeds are going to U.S. ARC. Uh, definitely get involved with some of those auctions if you want to pick up something great and support this cause. And uh, I, I was talking to Steve, and um, for, we're going to try to do something here with Gecko Nation Radio to raise money for USR. And uh, I'm also going to be talking with the admins in the Gecko Nation group and trying to put something together as well. So um, we'll see what we can do. But like I said, anything, any little bit will help. All right. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring on our guests. And what we're going to do is, because we're going to, we have three guests coming on, I'm going to basically, I'll ask some questions, and so we don't all start talking over each other. I'll basically give each one of them a chance to answer the question and give their own spin on it. And, you know, maybe we'll touch on some, uh, some interesting or controversial topics. We don't know. We'll see where the conversation goes. I don't have a script tonight. Um, we're just going to basically just roll with it. So let's go ahead and start bringing these these snake guys on. That and keep in mind, we're going to try to convert these guys into gecko freaks like us. All right? They think they're they they think they're above geckos for some reason. They think they're into snakes and they're all cool, you know, because they like snakes. And I think they kind of look down on gecko people. But I know that Drew just got himself a crested gecko, so he's already starting to catch the bug. So let's uh, let's give these guys a hard time just for fun and. Uh, Get them into geckos. All right, Drew, you're first. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Drew Hitchcock, the owner of Serpent City Exotics, and I may have just gotten a <laughs> boa bug. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your new gecko. Uh, I, I actually wanted to keep it a secret, but I'm on, uh, you know, the gecko uh, radio station here, so I must leak it out. I was <laughs> going to actually put it in one of my videos, but uh, I must tell everybody I recently got a. Uh, uh, crested gecko. Um, I was looking at different geckos, and uh, that gecko, just, I don't know, just caught my eye. My kids wanted it, and, uh, and I got it. I love it. Awesome, awesome, awesome uh, gecko. A lot of personality. And uh, mm-hmm. I, may, I, I may or may not have the gecko butt. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're done. That's how it starts, Drew. <laughs> I bought the whole setup, the whole uh, exoterra with the decor and all that stuff, uh, and I went all out. <laughs> I haven't bought a glass tank in years, you know. And actually, it actually felt really good to buy a glass tank and hook it up. You know, it's totally different than from like a like a rack, you know. Yeah, well, you can actually appreciate the animal and see it and observe it, and you know. And they don't eat bugs. Uh, well, they, they do, but you know, it's mostly they eat that uh, that gecko diet stuff. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm glad you glad you're exploring the gecko world. All right, let's go yeah. ahead and bring on. I'll just grab uh, I'll grab Angel next. Here's Angel. What's up, Angel? Hey, how's it going? You want us to call you Angel tonight, or do you want us to call us, call, call you Chico? Either or, it's all good with me. All right, cool. How's everything going? Pretty good, man. Uh, I can't complain. Um, actually, talking about geckos, uh, I seen uh, I was over at Jeremy uh, Turgeon's house uh, the other day. 
yeah, no, uh, some of you might follow him on uh, JND Reptiles. But, um, you know, he uh, got some uh, baby leopard geckos over there, and I'm thinking about snatching up maybe uh, an emery <laughs> that he has there. Yep, I know. He did good breeding those this year. Nice ones. Oh, That's man, cool. yeah. He got uh, the extreme emery and stuff he he hatched out. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. The orange That's on them cool. just pop, and they're just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, awesome. All right, let's grab Lenny. Lenny, you are live on Gisho Nation Radio. Hey, what's up, Dave? How's it going? Good. How are you, bud? Good, good, man. How does it feel to be back on the air? Oh, it feels nice. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's my first question. All. Well, here, before we get started, what we'll do is um, I'd like you guys, one by one, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to go ahead and bring on Steve. We're going to do the news, and then we'll get into the full interview with you guys. But um, let's just start with uh, I, I brought Drew on first. So, Drew, why don't you tell us who you are? and uh, give people information on how to find you online. All right. Well, uh, first off, I'm a human being. All right. My name is Drew. <laughs> I'm like, uh, my name is Drew. I'm the owner of Serpent City Exotics, and uh, I breed bull pythons, Angolian pythons, and boa constrictors. I have a, uh, a successful YouTube channel under the name Drew the Entertainer, which I try to put videos up every week of uh, everything reptiles, you know, and I, and I always put a twist in it, uh, hence the name Drew the Entertainer. I always try to, you know, make people laugh, but also involve uh, and uh, shine great um, light within this hobby, you know, because since it's constantly being attacked. So uh, I have a Facebook page as well under uh, Serpent City Exotics, and, uh, yeah, I just love spread, spreading the hobby and uh, this breeding thing's going great. And this, uh, I might be infected with the... Um, what do they call that? The uh, the gecko bug bite. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. We'll see. We'll see. Awesome. All right, cool. How about you, uh, uh, Chico? Well, uh, I'm Angel. Uh, they also call me Chico. I'm the uh, owner of Valentine Reptiles. You can find me on Facebook at Angel Valentine Reptiles. Uh, you can also find my business page of Valentine Reptiles on Facebook. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, which is also Valentine Reptiles. Um haven't posted any videos lately, but I will get to that soon. Um, I did make an update on the page uh, stating that I was going to be posting videos soon, uh, some new videos up soon. Uh, breeding season is going pretty well. Um, I've been into ball pythons for three years now. Uh, I also have corn snakes. I also have boas. You know, I got bit by the boa bug also. You know, I'm like, <laughs> true. Yeah, I got, gotta, you got to have a boa in the collection. You have to. It's a must. Yeah. And then now soon you get, you know, get a leopard gecko in the collection. Leopard gecko is not mainly going to be for me. It's going to be for my son. I need to get him into mm-hmm. some reptiles. <laughs> Uh, what what better to start off with than the yeah. leopard gecko? <laughs> you'll see. You'll see what happens, Chico. You're going to get one <laughs> leopard gecko, and then watch. A year from now, you'll be like me, and you'll have hundreds, and you'll be like, what the hell happened? Uh, I'm going to come blame you. I'm going to come blame you. <laughs> That's all right. I've been responsible for, responsible for many people uh, jumping into this, but That's cool. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's, go, let's move to Lenny. Tell us about yourself, Lenny. Uh, probably, most of you guys probably know me as uh, LEC Reptiles, but recently I changed the name to Demonic Reptiles. Uh, 
that's a long story. He really wasn't happy with the LEC uh, reptiles name whatsoever. It was pretty much just supposed to be a YouTube name just to, you know, watch people's videos and comment on uh, people's videos. Uh, but for breeding and collecting, I pretty much collect a, a somewhat uh, nice variety of different type of reptiles, um, tiny sand boas, red-tailed boas, uh, especially bull pythons. I'm really fascinated with the bull pythons. Uh, we have a spotted python, corn snakes, some copper pythons. And, yeah, um, we're also thinking about getting to leopard geckos. I've seen that you have a great fan base on the Gecko Nation uh, Facebook, and they were really nice to share a bunch of pictures. And, I don't know, I'm really happy what I see. I would be thrilled if you guys were to get involved with leopard geckos. It's in, <laughs> I mean, I, I can appreciate ball pythons and boas, uh, and I have ball pythons in my collection. But, you know, a lot of snake guys, for some reason, it seems like it's hard for them to, to take a plunge into geckos. It's like, you know, it's like a shot to your ego or something. Why don't you explain what the problem is, why it's so difficult? <laughs> uh, to me, it's pretty uh, – well, actually, I had leopard geckos. Uh, I had uh, two, I believe, tangerine. To, I don't know. They were both orange, <laughs> so I don't know what they were. Uh, I also had, I believe, some some type of Max Snow, uh, uh, four Max Snows. I actually traded uh, all six of them for for a Tegu. I had a Tegu, and I traded the Tegu off for the Leopard Geckos, and I pretty much had them for about a month, and I got really bored. They, was, they smelled really bad. Uh, <laughs> I just wasn't happy with them. Every time I picked them up, they either balked at me or screamed. It was like really like I, I wasn't used to it at all. Like, I'd rather hold a, I hold a big snake than a little gecko that's going to yell at me. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty vocal. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and bring on uh, Steve and do the news. So you guys know how we do the news here? What, here's how, well, let me just give everybody a rundown. And this is for the new people in the chat room. Uh, Steve is going to give us a bunch of stories. One of them is a false story. Uh, after he tells us all the stories at the end of that, uh, I'm going to come to each of you guys and give you a chance to figure out to tell me which one of those stories you think is the false story, and then we'll watch what the people in the chat room say as well. And then um, after that's done, he gives us a moment in Herp history, which is cool. So uh, I think you guys will like it. So here we go. Good evening, Gekonians. <laughs> good evening, Steve. Mm -hmm. How you guys doing? What's up, Steve? Doing good. What's going on, Steve? What's, what's happening? Hey, what's uh, going on? Not a lot. All right. All you guys. A... All you guys know. Uh, you guys know Steve, right, from BC Barker Creations? Oh yeah. Yeah, we know. Him. Oh yeah, we know him. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Awesome. Go ahead, Steve. Okay. At the beginning, Dave said. Uh, Donate to U.S. Ark, the Repti Reptile Defense Fund. So I, I just want to repeat that, make sure you guys do. And to add to that, U.S. Ark just sent out a newsletter this week saying there's going to be new bills coming to West Virginia, uh, New York, and Washington State. So, and you and I'm not going to go through each bill, but you can go right on usarc.org and you can look, check for each state on the new new legislation that they're going to try to pass. 
So make sure you guys keep up to date, join, get on their mailing list, stay informed. Uh, just a heads up, everybody, uh, for my guests, uh, if anybody's got noise going on in the background, uh, do us a favor and mute your phone because we're getting a lot of feedback. Okay, yeah, and if, you, if, you, if you're not going to talk, you know, just mute your phone. If there's noise going on in the background, just unmute it when you're ready to say something. This way, you know, we can keep the, you know, the show flowing. All right, thanks. Go ahead, Steve. Just go to usarc.org and keep up to date on what's going on because new legislation is on its way for multiple yeah. states. And that's going to lead us into our next story. As you know, U.S. ARC is starting the Reptile Defense Fund there. Now, the Center for Biological Diversity filed a notice of intent to sue the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Over a year ago, the Center for Biological Diversity presented a petition to add seven species of amphibians and reptiles found in the southwestern U.S., to the Endangered Species Act. According to the CBD, the Fish and Wildlife Service should have made a decision within 90 days of, of receiving the petition. <clears throat> no decision has been made in over a year. This has led to the impending lawsuit. Hmm. So they're going to... So their U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is going to be have another lawsuit on top. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. so, hey, keep the pressure on them. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> Definitely. So then going from one extreme to another, in Everett, Washington, a pet shop owner, Nathan Swanson, is facing 18 months in prison for smuggling turtles to China. Hmm. Most of the turtles were eastern box turtles, but at least one critically endangered Arican forest turtle, once thought to be extinct, was smuggled as well. And this is wow. over, I believe it was over a four-year period, and it, that's the, you know, it took that long for them to, to get it, you know, through the courts and everything. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's and in China they're they're basically eating all all these turtles that are imported. They're not they're not going into the reptile trade. They're, just gonna, yeah, and yeah, they, they yeah. eat anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Turtles. <laughs> I, I better hide my dog for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> house cat. <laughs> yeah, that Eric and Forest turtle. I don't know too much about that, but. Here, I believe it said 1994. I think it was they they found some, and or they found them in China, where when they thought they were extinct, they found four of them for sale to you know at a market in China. Hmm. This is when they thought they were extinct. Yeah. You know, that's horrible that you know an almost extinct species is you know over there sitting on a on a table to be sold for food for food <laughs> that's horrible that's right yeah yeah Jeez. that had so, my gecko yeah 
Uh, heading to our favorite state. Can anybody guess? Florida. <laughs> Florida. Yeah. <laughs> A Florida no. Thomas Conklin was caught with several alligators ranging from 18 to 24 inches inches after posting an ad on Craigslist and trying to sell the illegally captured reptiles. He faces a $500 fine and or 60 days in prison. Jeez. Uh, you got a left. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of our best stories tonight. Over a year ago, it didn't say the species, but a 100-pound tortoise wandered off into the desert in Casa Grande, Arizona. The tortoise... Now, keep, keep in mind, this is over a year ago, was found 30 miles away and returned to its owner. Yeah. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is something interesting. Yeah. Then, one the best story of the night, and I couldn't actually find an article on it, but Annie Salicito, who was guest, uh, too long ago. Mm-hmm. This is a post on the Reptile Smackdown, and I'm going to read it exactly as it, he wrote it because it sounds great. One small step for Massachusetts, one giant leap for herpers everywhere. After decades of restrictions in Massachusetts, a select group of reptiles has been taken off the restricted list. Yep. And the, the reptiles are... Green tree pythons, emerald tree pythons, or tree boas, excuse me, all chameleons, and spiny-tailed monitor lizards. They're they're off the list, and now you can keep them and sell them in Massachusetts. So that is awesome. That's beautiful, Dad. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could keep a green tree python now without a permit. How did chameleons end up on the list, anyways? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind that, but I do know that here in Massachusetts, you did need a permit to own veiled chameleons, any kind of chameleon, uh, green trees, the emerald tree boas, any uh, any monitor. You needed a permit for. Yeah. Well, well, veiled but, veiled chameleons are heard. They they they're man eaters. <laughs> oh man, man! When, when I when I hear there's one around the corner, I go running in the, into the corner like a little girl, and I start crying. Yeah, me and you both. It happens. They're killers. Yeah, they're vicious, man. They're vicious. I could understand. Well, for people that don't know, you guys are joking. Make sure you say you're joking. Oh yeah, for sure, 100 percent joking. Oh yeah, of course, yes, yes. <laughs> Gotta keep the sense of humor. I could see I the know, pub- public view of the snake, crazy. but. But chameleons, come on! I know it's you know? ridiculous. But at least now you can have them. So nice. That's so awesome. That, that was our uh, last story, and I'll do a recap. And like I said, one of them is fake. Okay. So here's the recap: U.S. Fish and Wildlife sued over reptile protection. Her <laughs> faces reptile smuggling charges. Florida man faces charges for illegal alligators. Wandering tortoise found 30 miles from home, and Massachusetts reptiles 
taken off the restriction list. All right. I'll start with uh, Drew. Which one of those stories do you think is false, Drew? Uh, the, the turtle smuggling? You're going to go with the turtle smuggling story? I, th- okay. I, think, I, I think I'm going to go with the turtle smuggling. Uh, where's he going right. to put the turtle in his pants? Like, where, where's he going to put it? <laughs> huh? it just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chico, you're next. I would actually have to go with the turtle smuggling myself because I, I think the uh, the story about the turtle finding his way home is more believable because, you know, animals can uh, unlock that, that channel of thought, you know, of their thought process. And, you know, animals can, can adapt themselves. And, you know, I think a, to- a turtle or a tortoise finding its way back home, I think that is very plausible. So I'm going to have to go with the smuggling. Okay. All right. What about you, Lenny? I figured everyone pretty much wants the same answer. I guess I'll go with uh, the gators. I think the the guy selling the gators. Yeah. All right. Well, how about you guys in the in the chat room? What do you got? What do you all think? I'm going to go with the gators too. Uh, I think that's. I think Steve is playing on Florida's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> notoriety down there. <laughs> and, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Loki Reptiles says they hope it's... Everybody's pretty much saying they hope it's a turtle smuggling story. I hope there it's you go, there you go, there you go. Who needs fans, all right? <laughs> we got back all up, right, we got back up. <laughs> all right. All right, the what, fake, what other The fake is? story is the alligator story. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a mystery. All right. <laughs> all right. What do we win? So they are eating all those rare turtles down there. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I hate that. That's <laughs> right. Oh, wait. Hey, Steve, do you hear something? Yeah, I, I, I hear do. something. Yeah? Hold on a second. Wait, you hear that? There it is. And now, a moment in Herp history. Okay, in Indonesia in 1912, the longest snake on record was shot and killed. It was a reticulated python measuring 32 feet 10 inches. Wow. Yeah. That's where they got the standard from, I bet. You know, the 32 foot mark. Yeah. Huh. And actually, I got that out of my daughter brought home the 2014 Guinness Book of World Records, and I pulled that out of there. Oh, cool. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah that's sweet. All right. All right, I know you got to be up very early uh, tomorrow, Steve, but um, oh, is there yeah, anything you want to say to our... <laughs> hey, I want to just thank you again for the video that you just made for Ron Tremper. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. And, uh... Oh, so, so cool. I'm going to post that uh, right after tonight's show. I didn't want to steal thunder away from uh, the Crawling Critters boys, but uh, yeah, so does, does he, Steve does a great job on all the, the videos he makes, but uh, this one came out really, really good, so thank you, Steve, for that. Seriously. Oh, thank you. And I, I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm uh, winging it. <laughs> nah, they come out awesome. Each week they get better. But, uh, hey, Steve, if you want to say anything to, to the boys on the line uh, before you go and also give out your information, that would be great. 
Um, yeah, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm, I've been watching you guys for a long time on YouTube, and I'm a huge fan. So. Thank you. <laughs> You're the best, Dave. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Steve, give out your information so people can find you. Um, you can check me out on YouTube and Facebook under BC Barker Creations. All right, awesome. Hey, thanks again, and we will see you uh, see you on Sunday. All right, I'll see you there. Thanks. Have a good night, Steve. Take care. Later. GNR News. All right, now we're going to get into our interview. And first thing I want to talk to you guys about is the reason why you're on the show tonight is to basically uh, send off the new edition of Crawling Critters Radio. And you know, I want to know what was your inspiration. And we'll start with Drew. What was your what was your inspiration to go into radio? You guys uh, did it before I decided to do it. And you know, between going on my appearance on your show, Jeremy's show, and Herpentine, you know, that's what kind of made me want to do radio. So, what got you thinking about? Doing your own show, well, guys. Well, um, well, Angel, it was Angel's idea at first. He wanted to do this crawling critter show, and he, uh, he asked Lenny and I and me to uh, team up with him. And I was thinking about it. I was putting a lot of thought to it, and uh, I thought it would be a great, great thing to uh, not only do YouTube videos and Facebook and Instagram and et cetera, et cetera, but uh, hit the hit the uh, you know somewhat like airwaves out there on the uh, internet radio uh, community, and uh, it'll be another great way to reach you know different people of. Uh, you know, different parts of the world, and uh, spread this mm-hmm. great hobby. I thought, it was a, I thought it was an ingenious idea, and uh, I'd love to support the hobby, so I went right for it. That's cool. Um, what about uh, Angel? In the, what, what do you think, Angel? What was your uh, What was your inspiration there? Well, my inspiration actually came from Jeremy because Jeremy uh, had his show going on with Steve Tillis. They had a uh, reptile talk going on at the time, and I figured, mm-hmm. you know. You know, with the way they the way they were doing it, you know, having you know some guests come on the show and educating others, things like that. I figured, you know, why not do the same thing and reach out to you know more people also, because you know there's other people that you know they have a misunderstanding of reptiles, and it's not just in particular to just snakes. You know, it's it's for all reptiles in general. It's um, for all animals equal. So it's not. We don't only talk about snakes. We have talked about geckos. We've had you on the show talking about geckos. Uh, we've had Brian mm-hmm. Barcheck come on the show, and he was talking about multiple things. It wasn't just only about snakes and breeding and things like that. He, you know, we were talking about how the HR five eleven was going on at the time and things like that. So you know, we, we we try to educate people on the legislation that's going on when it comes to reptiles, um, their behavior, things like that. So that I wanted to give more people inspiration out there. To you know, get more reptiles, own more reptiles, you know, get over their fears, things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Lenny? Well, Angel came up to me with the idea of making the radio show, and I mean, I thought it would be a great idea. So I got in touch with Drew because we all wanted to do it together. And to be honest, I had no idea what Block Talk Radio was. I had no idea what to do with a reptile radio station or any type of something, anything remotely related to having a radio station talking about reptiles. So when he came up with the idea, I pretty much was, you know, speechless. I didn't know what it was. And then when he 
you know, promoted to me and came up to me with the idea. I mean, this would be pretty cool to expose all our channels and, you know, give good information out there and get a bunch of variety of people to come on our show and speak about, you know, different things such as Olympic Geckos. Like we had you, again, like Angel said, we had Brian. Uh, we had uh, collection videos talking about people, you know, how the, how do you maintain a large collection. Some, you know, some people have smaller collections and they, and they all want to get big collections, which I think, I think it was a great idea. It just... It kind of sucked that, you know, all our schedules never really lined up right, that we could have kept going strong. Um, but I'm pretty happy that we're going to start doing it all over again. Okay, yeah, and that was my next question, is what do you guys see for the future of your show, and um, what kind of plans do you have going forward? I think you should change to this. Well, well uh, plans for the future of the show, um, I'm actually, I want to keep the show going and uh, I actually want to start uh, possibly doing some premium stuff so we can get longer air time and, you know, different times where it's going to be more convenient for Lenny, Drew, and myself to actually be on the air. Um, I know uh, in order for you to get like a 9 o'clock slot, 8 o'clock slot, you have to be a premium member. And um, you know that that sounds that sounds about when you know everybody would have more of an open schedule. So I'm hoping you know maybe we can uh, start getting maybe some small sponsors here and there. You know we go premium, get a little bit more airtime, and you know see where things go from there. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know uh, there's a lot of different Herp Radio shows out there, and um, I've never felt any kind of like competition competition between us. I think we all. I think like an interview with someone on my show would be uh, different if that same interview was conducted on your show. So, you know, I think, you know, the more radio shows out there, the better in, in a way. I think it's great. Um, you know, it's, do you guys listen to any other Herp Radio shows out there? Uh, I don't know. Herp, Herp, Herp Array was pretty good, too. Yes, Herp Herp Array. Yeah, yeah, Herp Herp that, Herp that was awesome yeah. right there. So. You know, again, you really don't have enough time to sit for an hour or two hours. Like, usually I work Sunday, so I, I catch your, your station all the time because uh, mm-hmm. I'm at my work, so I have nothing to do. So it's pretty convenient. But if it was, like, a Tuesday or Monday when I'm busy, I wouldn't be able to catch these shows. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I was talking to Jason, and he's going to be uh, getting back in the group uh, with her preparation. So he's going to be bringing that back, too. So that's cool. Um, yeah, we actually had the privilege of having Jason Rossi on the show. Um, you know, he was a great guest. Uh, he had a lot to say. He had a lot to talk about. Yeah, no, definitely like one of the another one of the you know the good guys in the radio end of things, which is awesome. Um, I don't know. I love doing radio. It's when I first started doing it, it was you know it made me really nervous. Do you guys get nervous? Because the thing is, is that, you know, we kind of just wing it along. We don't really have anything scripted or anything. And so, you know, the, it, it really, you, you have to pretty much like just say what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the nerves the ner- can get a little shaky from time to time. <laughs> I found that um, I usually have not a script, but I have like a, a Word document out where I basically have, you know, the different things, different ideas that I want to hit on. And, um, you know, I, I basically used them all up on Sunday night. So I didn't have much to go on today. But I understand what you're saying about, you know, having to think on your feet more or less and, you know, keep the show going um, for your fans and your listeners, which is important. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's important to 
just have, I don't know. Even if you're nervous, you got to not show it too much, I think. You know what I mean? No. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of keep it, keep it inside and, you know, let it flow. Well, when I first started, I, I was nervous. So, you know, I'm in my room pacing back and forth, trying to think what to yeah. say. Yeah. But after a while, it's like, you know, it just comes natural. You just talk and, and you know, like, mm-hmm. talk about the hobby that you love. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know to preach about, you know, what well, you know. Cool. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to you guys uh, coming back on the air. You guys have a unique way of doing your show. Uh, you got a good dynamic between the three of you, which is cool. Um, you know, tonight I'd like to, to touch on some other things, not just about radio, of course, but um, one of the things that's basically all on our minds right now is, the you know, these legislations and stuff. I, I'd like to ask you guys your opinion of the of the Herc community right now, and um, how do you feel about what's going on? And, and do you think, uh, are you feeling optimistic about the future of, of herpetoculture? And I'll start with Drew. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, it, it scares me, and it makes me sad, you know, with all these uh, um, um, rules and laws, ridiculous uh, laws, I should say, because, you know, I, I put my heart and soul into this uh, hobby, you know, it, it just started off of, as, of, you know, one snake and that's it, you know, and then I just mm-hmm. did more exploring, and I saw the beauty of this hobby, and it really, really caught my, my heart. And uh, when I hear about this negativity and all these ridiculous laws that are trying to be passed, it really, really scares me. And it hurts. You know, it's just uh, I don't want to lose any of my animals. You know, I, uh, I have a great bond with my kids because of these reptiles, you know. It's something that we can mm-hmm. kind of relate to. That's one of the reasons why I got that, that gecko. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just that's why, you know, this, this blog talk radio is so important, you know, these YouTube channels. Um, the pages, the positive pages on the uh, reptile pages on Facebook, always spreading it, you know. It, I don't even watch Newsday anymore because everything I, I uh, see is on Facebook, you know. And it's a great way to spread mm-hmm. the word about U.S. ARC and, and other people's, uh, you know, businesses and just, just spreading this hobby, you know. And that's how, that's how mm-hmm. I feel about that. Yeah. How about you, Chico? Well, me personally, um, I kind of, you know, I'm going on the same side as Drew. You know, it is hurtful for the simple fact is, you know, I'm a boa keeper, and, you know, those are, you know, the boas are one of the animals they're trying to put on the ban list again. So it's just like, you know, it kills me because our job, you know, as herpers, you know, we're here to, you know, educate people on reptiles so that way they can get a better understanding of them. But with this legislation, they don't want to give us that opportunity to educate these people. And the thing is, you know, I, you know, I'm a big supporter of USR. I appreciate what they do. You know, they're doing fascinating. You know, they raise that money, you know, to hire a legal team so that way they can go ahead and fight this. And, you know, one thing that kind of, you know, disappoints me is that, you know, Andrew Wyatt, wasn't as supportive as when he was with U.S. Art now that he has Herb Alliance. Um, Andrew, Herb Alliance, it, it didn't, wasn't it, when he was on the show recently, uh, he explained that he, they're not going to be doing uh, advocacy anymore because they weren't able to really raise the, the money to do it. But, um, you know, in the, in the time that they were doing things, they, they were uh, effective with getting the extension for CADEC and uh, a couple other things I forget. But from now on, they're not going to be doing any kind of advocacy for us. Um, you know, Andrew does have a lot of experience 
with advocacy, and it's a shame, you know, things that couldn't be, you know, more amicable between some of those parties, of course, but, you know, it's still, I think he's still got a good thing going with Herb Alliance as far as um, giving the information to people out there that want to do their own grassroots advocacy, because, you know, I think in the future, Angel, we're going to have to take the, the reins ourselves in a lot of local uh, municipalities, and because U.S. Park is going to be busy on the state level, we're going to have to fight for ourselves in our local areas. So I think that's what's going to happen in the future too. Yeah, you know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, how about you, Lenny? What do you think? I think it's pretty sad. Uh, you know, we eat, sleep, and breed reptiles. I know I go on Facebook every day and I see how people have dreams about owning a giant facility, owning these reptiles, and. You know, to most of us, it's not just animals or pets. It's like our world. So I come home, I think about reptiles, and I work thinking about reptiles. I know I'm not the only one. I know everyone on this radio show listening and on right now is doing the same thing. And I think the Burmese python, ever since that was banned, I think that really opened up everyone's eyes. I pretty much believe no one thought that was going to happen. And now since people see that the retics are going up and bowies, you know, people are getting a little bit more scared. And I think it would be a great idea, which I don't know if it's even possible, but... You know, people have expos and we pay $10, $7 to go into the doors. I don't know why we can't have a U.S. off-commoter with a bucket. You know, once you walk in the expo, just, you know, donate right there, a dollar or $2. If you could pay $7 to walk in the expo, why can't you just pay a dollar to, you know, donate for what you love? You, you have an expo. You travel all the way there to go to the expo. Why? Because you love, That's a great you idea. love the hobby. You know, I think it would be great. I think it would be, you know, a good idea. I, I like that idea. And you know what? I think we should go one step further and that it should kind of be like, uh, you know, you should we should give like a certain percentage, like show promoters and you know the the, the big businesses in this should should and the little guys of course should give a little percentage of their sales perhaps, uh, you know, if they can. You know, I mean, yeah, it's not going to always be easy because everybody's struggling, but mm-hmm. um, you know. But I think but I think what you're saying is right on the money. I think the only problem is getting somebody, you know, getting it organized and to get uh, trustworthy people at all the expos that can hold the buckets or, you know, mm-hmm. take the donations. That's, that's the that's, issue. Yeah, that's, that's the issue we do have, yeah. Maybe, we, we, maybe we, we can organize something, though, you know? Yeah, it would definitely be, I think it would be a great idea. I think it would definitely work. You know, it will definitely help. It's not like it's not going to help. The tones to donate, and what's a better way than having, what, 10,000 people go on a Sunday to the White Plains and donate a dollar each, you know, 50 cents a quarter right. something? Exactly. That's one expo. Yeah, that's one ex- you know. exactly. And ten thousand people work for the door. Wow, that's ten grand. That, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And there's what? How you know, many white play, How many shows a year? Five, six. Yeah. You know. That's one. And that's one expo again. You know, you you have all the other expos around the world, around the country, and we could definitely donate something. Yeah, yeah that's that's actually, that's right now, like, that it's kind of weird right there. how they actually It's actually weird how they have the expos going back to back uh, this time. They normally don't do that. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I think uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea, though, of another one uh, coming up in February with White Plains, you know, only because, you know, it, this is the time of year where people definitely have money to spend. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's usually it's, the yeah, time. It's tax season. Right. And then, you know, come April, May, June, that's when the money runs out or, you know, people are on vacations and stuff. So, you know, for people at, that are vending, this is the time to make your money that way mm-hmm. but um well anyway my my next question to you guys is 
Uh, from an outside, and I like to ask this of people that come on the show, from, and this is in your opinion, in, in your opinion, what do you think the current image of herpetoculturists are to the outside world? And we'll start with Drew. Um, at first, I think it was a little aggressive, you know, a really fast attack, negative people that don't really know about the hobby. But I'm starting to mm-hmm. see slowly but surely it's actually calming down, and we're actually really, really, really focusing on people that thought that every snake or reptile were man-eaters. You know, we're taking our time and, and talking to these people nicely and respectfully. And I'm seeing a lot of great positive um, uh, pages, especially on Facebook and on uh, those fa- Facebook forums of uh, mm-hmm. different um, reptiles like snakes or, or geckos or even turtles, spiders, and everything like that. And I see them spreading mm-hmm. a lot of uh, positive positivity in a nice way and um, zero drama. Like, if there's any drama at all, they'll they get kicked out and banned. And I think that's the right way to do it. And um, being aggressive all the time, it, it, it's not going to help spread this hobby whatsoever. It's going to turn people away. And I see it slowly but surely calming down and, and, and spreading the positive uh, influence in this hobby. That's cool. Yeah, I like that, Drew. All right, how about you, Chico? Well, <clears throat> my thing is, like I said, you know, as long as, you know, we can get people to get a better understanding, and which is, you know, people are starting to get a better understanding. You know, people are learning more every, every day. You know, each and every day they're learning more and more. And that's good on our part because the more that they learn, the better it is for us. And the less, you know, there's worries and everything like that. Of course, there's still the media. The media is going to be, you know, they're going to say what they're going to say because they want their ratings. That's the media. But we, as herpers, we know the truth. And it is our job to get the truth out there to other people that that are just, you know, going based on what they see on the news or what they hear, and then a lot of people are with the religious beliefs, which, you know, we're, not, we're, you know, we're nobody to knock religion. If you have your religious beliefs, you have your, your religious beliefs. By all means, that's you. But, you know, at least we can try and help them so they can get a better understanding. So as long as we do our part to do that, then I can see everything coming out positive for us instead of negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you think, though, that, like, somebody that isn't into reptiles, when they hear about, you know, people that keep reptiles, you know, do they think they think we're crazy, right? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've had people that they've come over and they've seen the snakes and they immediately, like, start shaking and trembling. It's like you have nothing to fear. Yeah, the same thing here. Like, like, I tell the people at my job how many snakes I have. And they ask me, where do you put all these snakes? I'm like, oh, they're they're just in my living room. And they're like, what? Your wife let you do that? It's like a whole big thing. And it's like, just, they, I try to explain to them in a nice way, but they, like, freak out. It's hilarious to me, you know, but, you know, I, I keep things positive, and I try to tell them how I keep my showing pictures of my racks, but they, they're still like, they don't get out? <laughs> I know. It's, it's hard for some people to understand. Lenny, what do you think? Um, what do you think the outside... Uh, image yeah. of herpetoculture is to the, to the world. Well, we thought the government bashing us. I think uh, the outside people, just the public, I think they're actually getting more involved with reptiles. Like, constantly on Facebook, see people got my first 
influence and become a first leopard gecko. So I think it's gradually growing, and I think the people are definitely getting the right education now from, you know, your, your radio station, your channel, and there's a bunch of other channels. I feel like there's a lot of positive stuff uh, on, the, on, the, on the Internet right now, so it's not too negative. I feel like a lot of people are actually getting into the hobbies more, more now than ever. I just feel like pe- people, when people look at a snake and you know, like a ball python, doesn't automatically, the first thing come out their mouth, oh, it's not going to grow 20 feet. I just wish people would, you know, just have a little idea of like what, you know, what you're dealing with at the, at the time, not like just draw these these random answers and questions like you just think these snakes are all like monsters. I know. <laughs> they don't understand why we love these animals and it's, 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 they, it's because they are so fascinating. And, uh, you know, we don't see them the way other people see them. We, we definitely have a connection. And that, that's, that's something I'd like to hear from you guys. What do you think, what do you think it is about reptiles that some of us find so appealing? Like, you know, people that are in the reptile community or that keep reptiles, you know, we know what it is. But, like, say, say there's somebody listening to the show right now that doesn't have, you know, any idea about why we do what we do. Drew, why do you, why do we do what we do? Why do we love these animals so much? What is it about? It's just it's just the beauty of this hobby, you know. It's it's just the rare these animals are really like rare in form. Like you know they have you know snakes have no arms, knees, legs, ankles, but they manage to survive in the wild for millions of years. You know, and if you really really think about that, it's absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, for a person that's probably listening to this that doesn't own a reptile or doesn't know much about it, I- I'll probably suggest to go to one of the expos and look at you know the many different variety of reptiles there and hold one. You know, not, someone's not going to give you a reptile that's that's thrashing and biting and all mean. You know, just uh, hold a gecko, hold a uh, you know leopard gecko, a crested gecko, a bull python or a boa, and trust me, it's just like you're going to hold it and look at it and you'll be like. What the hell was I afraid of? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're, they're friendly. Yeah. They're they're awesome. The way they feel, the way they move, the way they look, and if you have more than one reptile, you could see the different personalities these reptiles have, and it's absolutely amazing. Some people think like, how can a snake have a personality? It, 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 it brains are the size of a pea, but I tell you, these animals have different personalities. Not one snake acts the same, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Chica? What do you think? I'm right there. Uh, well, me, <clears throat> I, I, well, ever since I was a little kid, the very first time I wanted a snake, I was probably about nine years old. Went to the pet store with my mother, and it was a Mexican black king snake. Fell in love. I loved the shiny black. I loved the, the, the snake was beautiful, beautiful. The eyes, the way the shape of the head was, it was a gorgeous snake. I wanted it. My mother told me no. So years years went by, and I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I want a snake. And who do I run into? I run into Jeremy. Jeremy is responsible for me being in this hobby. He sold me <laughs> my very first. He said, "I'm I'm dead serious." He sold me <laughs> my my very first ball python, and from there it just took off. I mean, I went from owning a normal, which is what I bought off of Jeremy, to having yellow bellies, pastel phantoms, you know, and it's just like 
all the different types of combinations, all the different types of colors, all the different types of morphs. I I got into this hobby for the simple fact is it's not about, you know, breeding for money or anything like that. It's about, I consider it an artwork, all the different patterns and colors you can make and create. It's beautiful, and plus the animals themselves, their movement, their their personalities, because people think that, you know, animals are just there for our pet use. No, I look at my animals as family. You know, I treat my animals well. As long as you treat them well, with respect and love, everything will be fine. That's what people don't understand. It's like having a cat or a dog. You treat the cat or the dog fine, everything's going to be fine. Well, what happens if you mistreat an animal? It's going to turn on you. That's with any animal. Yeah, definitely. You know, these animals are misunderstood. Definitely. And I know how it feels to be misunderstood. So I feel I have a bond and connection with them. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You, you know, you, you nailed it right there. These animals are misunderstood, and the people that own them and and love them are misunderstood as well. I believe mm-hmm. that's that's you're you're dead on about that. Um, what do you think, uh, Lenny? Well, I think people are just scared of snakes in general because everyone ever hears about a snake, they always hear about them biting someone or killing someone, so they really don't know the whole general behind a snake. But that goes back mm-hmm. when I first ever seen a snake. I was actually so scared of a snake. I was at this friend, friend, one of my friend's house. I was probably about 15 years old, and she had a snake, and I was so scared. I'm like, I'm not going over there. I'm not touching. I'm not, I don't even want to stay in the house. They're slimy. They're vicious. And she was like, there's nothing like that. And then that really just made me realize, like, they're all, you know, stereotypes. They're all hypocrites. They're, you know, it's nothing like that whatsoever. So that really opened up my eyes a lot. And I just feel like from that day on, it was something I wanted to conquer, like a fear. So if, that, if I never conquered that fear, I wouldn't even be talking to any of you guys right now. So ever since mm-hmm. that one day, that changed the whole thing I have in my room and the whole day, it changed everything. I feel like people just all misunderstood. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. All right, guys, we're coming at the halfway point here at the hour mark. I'm going to uh, take a short break, and we'll come right back. All right, hang tight, everybody. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by abdragons.com. is your source for the highest quality doobie roaches. Whether you're starting a colony of your own or just need feeders for your insect-eating herps, abdragons.com can't be beat in quality or price. They are also a huge distributor of FlexWatt Reptile Heat Tape and have very competitive pricing. Check out abdragons.com online and on Facebook. And if you're looking for quality food for your dubia roaches, crickets, mealworms, and superworms, look no further than MS2 Premium Insect Chow. Made with reptiles in mind, it contains no dog food, cat food, or chicken mash. Using only vegetable proteins and high-quality ingredients, MS2 Premium Insect Chow will have your feeders making a beeline for it. Contact ms2ent.weebly.com or it can also be purchased at Rainbow Mealworms and AB Dragons. Rainbow Mealworms is the largest worm grower in the world and selling to the public since 1956. If you need the highest quality mealworms, 
superworms, and crickets for your pets, contact them at www.rainbowmealworms.net. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more, and all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Okay, everybody, we are back. Now is your chance to call in with questions for any of us tonight. Uh, the number to call in is 646-478-5331. Again, it's 646-478-5331. I also want to mention that in addition to the sponsors that you just heard, we are we also have Ohio Gecko as a sponsor. If you guys are interested in um, Starburst Fat Tails, some really interesting uh, tangerines and uh, snow, Super Snow Project geckos, leopard geckos, definitely uh, check out that at Ohio Gecko, and uh, Gecko Nation Radio and Herpentime have teamed up and are promoting each other, and um, Herpentime is another great radio show out there, uh, so definitely check out Herpentime Radio, it's on Blog Talk as well, and uh, you can download uh, past episodes on iTunes, just like you can with Gecko Nation Radio. All right, tonight we have Drew uh, Angel and Lenny from Crawling Critters Radio. I'm going to go ahead and bring these guys back on. And here we go. We got Lenny, we got Angel, and we got Drew back. All right. Um, I'd like to start this this next part of the show, guys, uh, with basically I'd like to open the floor to each one of you to tell us any, like, really interesting uh, reptile or herp-related um, stories that, that you can... Um, share with share with the listeners like anything that really that's really memorable that happened to you um, in the reptile community and uh, I, I guess we'll start we've been starting with Drew so how about you go first Drew uh, alright <clears throat> but memorable uh, let me see a <laughs> whole bunch of things um, hmm. well when I first started meeting different people from like uh, around the world that were, were uh, big into hobbies like like I am. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that was uh, it was many people in the same hobby. Whoever's making all that noise, mute your phone. Go ahead, okay. uh, where was I? Um, yeah, I didn't think this hobby was that gigantic when I, when I first started out. And um, as I you know had my Facebook and all that other stuff, I saw like this this hobby is it's pretty huge. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting. I started talking to people from uh, India, Thailand, um, UK. Shout out to UK. I love the UK. Um, Africa, Australia. And uh, those, those things I'll just never forget that I, I talked to these people. And, like, so, some of these people I talk to, like, they're my best friends. You know, I, I talk to them on, sometimes on a daily basis. And uh, mm-hmm. hardcore reptile guys, you know. And uh, that's one thing that I'll just never forget, you know, it's just the great people in this hobby. That, that I meet constantly every day. 
And it's it, it wasn't it YouTube that did a lot of that bringing us all together, don't you think? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Definitely. When I, when I first started off my YouTube, uh, I think one of the first people I saw was um, Lenny, and then later on I saw um, Chico, and then I saw um, uh, Jane D. Reptiles, and then and then Tillis I saw, and I, I, I wrote these people. Oh, great video, blah blah, blah. and then really uh, Nelly subscribe. Uh, Nelly, <laughs> um, he subscribed to my channel. I wrote him. I found out where he where he lived and. We just connected, and then Chico came in, and then we just connected. And I was looking at your videos, and then we connected, and I finally met you at the expo. And, you know, all these different social uh, networks brings us closer and stronger. And mm-hmm. I cannot forget that. You know, it's just awesome. It's a great experience. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, Angel? I think he has his phone muted. Sure. <laughs> oh, Okay. Uh, yeah, your phone's on mute. I guess he was the one who was making all the noise. <laughs> all right, let's go to Lenny. And Lenny, what do you what do you think? Okay, that, what, what kind of memorable? Okay, go I'm ahead, back. Angel. What? All right. What's, <laughs> um, what's my real memorable, memorable moment? Mm-hmm. My most memorable experience, I would say, would have to be my very first reptile expo. Okay. Tell my my first expo, it, yeah, it, it was no, 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 no. It was uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, it was at White Plains. Uh, I went there with Jeremy. Once I landed there, I seen all the different types of animals that were there, not just snakes, but tortoises, turtles, iguanas. It was just phenomenal to see all those different types of animals in one venue. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in the jungle. The only thing I didn't agree with was the spiders. I have a little bit of arachnophobia when it came to them. Me and you both, though. <laughs> Me and you both. Man up, man up. <laughs> well, you know, people that keep arachnids and insects, uh, they're, they feel the same way about there are those animals that we do about our reptiles. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that even though you don't care for them that much, you can appreciate, you know, how why others care for them and love them, right? I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I could understand uh, their part, you know. Like, like, we try to explain to people how beautiful snakes are or, or, or different kind of reptiles, and, and I'm sure they're going through the same thing, trying to convince somebody of, uh, you know, a spider that oh, it's mm-hmm. harmless or you know, some of them are harmless and they're great to have, they're great to breed. It's hard convincing mm-hmm. somebody that knows nothing about it, you know. It's really yeah. hard. That's why I think the problem is with our community a little bit, like, we look at snake people, gecko people. Instead of just looking at a community, we look at each other like, oh, Dave's a gecko person, Drew's a snake person, that's a arachnid person. Like, I think we're just exotic keepers. And I don't like to use the word exotic because a restriction, a restriction I think in my opinion, is exotic. And you have a tortoise, which is no, no way exotic to me whatsoever. So I just think that we should all be just treated equally, like when it comes down of, you know, talking about arachnids or different types of stuff. You know, so we all so we all support ourselves and all have all on the same page. Definitely, no, that's that's true. That's cool. Like, um, I think you know. Do you think you guys have? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. How many? What kind of an impact do you think uh, you've had with your social media and YouTube and videos and whatnot? What kind of impact do you think you've had uh, as far as bringing? new people in and getting new people interested? 
you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, me and Lenny could probably relate to this a, a lot. Um, when someone writes us out of nowhere, whether it's a, an inbox or someone tags us like on our Facebook, and then, and then tells us that you know one of the biggest reasons why I know about reptiles, I like reptiles because I see your your YouTube videos, I follow you on Facebook, and et cetera, et cetera. I think you guys are awesome, blah blah blah. And like uh, we, me and Lenny, tell each other, man, we, we really did our job, you know, because we're constantly spreading this reptile hobby. And when it pays off like that in front of our faces, it, it's such an accomplishment. Even if it's just one person or two per- people, that, you know, when you get that inbox of, of someone saying, listen, man, you know, I just have to thank you for, for your videos, you know, help me out a lot. You know, now I have a whole bunch of reptiles, and now I understand reptiles. I'm a big fan and all that other stuff. It is a great, great feeling. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. How about you, Angel? Um, I'm sorry, what was that? Um, add add, add uh, the subway for a quick second. Oh, no, I was asking, um, you know, as far as social media and uh, YouTube and such, like, um, have you, how do you feel, have you felt like you've been able to uh, bring new people and share your enthusiasm, get new people involved and you know, do you have any, like, interesting stories about anybody thanking you or anything for, you know, getting them involved well, I've in had, this? Well, I've had a couple of people that have helped uh, get over their fear of reptiles. Nah, I, I wouldn't say 100% complete, you know, getting over their fear, but to the point where they can at least be in the presence of a snake, um, I do have a couple of friends that, you know, I've helped purchase their first, you know, ball python or corn snake. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I, I do educational shows. Like, I actually have a show coming up this Friday um, for a few, you know, young kids that uh, stay at a hotel and they're, uh, you know, living with their families there, they're homeless. And so I'm doing the show there. Um, to educate them on reptiles and stuff like that, hopefully have a nice little impact and maybe get some future herpers in our community, you know? Because, you, know, you know, those young guys, you know, those are our future. You know, we're the older generation, and it's not, you know, it's, it's our time to pass it on to the younger generation. So, you know, that's what I'm hoping to achieve here and hopefully, you know, get some more young youth in the community. Yeah, no, definitely. How about you, Lenny? I think the whole social media was an amazing thing that happened for my channel. It definitely helped me out a lot and definitely get amazing amount of fan base and support. Uh, I remember I was in Moldova one day shopping, and all of a sudden, like, I looked at my phone, and I had someone from South Africa just call me to tell me thank you. I don't know how the person even got my number. Call me, tell me thank you, how my videos, you know, make his day and make him so happy, and, you know, I, so for someone like me who makes my videos, every time I'm done making a video, I always feel like, why did I upload this? I'm never really satisfied with any video I ever make. But for someone to actually take my video and tell me that it made their day, that made my whole year. So it, mm-hmm. it's really something. It's really something special to, you know, get a bond with a bunch of people. I have people hit me up for, you know, just you know, family issues, personal issues, you know, I feel like I'm really happy that people just don't also come to me for reptile-related stuff, like also, you know, world and, you know, 
different type of stuff to come with me, any type of questions. I feel like, you know, they look at me like either a brother or a good friend. So I'm happy that I can speak to these people on all different types of um, bases and terms. That's cool. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, how many, let, let's see, what kind of, uh, how many subscribers are you up to now, Lenny? Uh, close, closing on 1,500. Um. What I hate, though, about YouTube right now is that Google Plus crap. I, I'm missing so many comments. I'm missing inbox messages. I'm missing like, responding to people. It is so confusing. Uh, it doesn't come up on my, on, on my mobile device, which is an iPhone. It doesn't never come up. So when someone comments me, I can't respond to them on Facebook, I mean, on YouTube quick enough. On Facebook, I'm always on. Instagram, I'm always on. Uh, you can text mm-hmm. me, call me. That's, that's not a problem. But... On YouTube, that's just been really a hassle lately. Like, I gotta go home and go with my laptop, which I don't have time to open up my laptop and even just simple open it up and just being on it. I really don't have time for that, you know. So it's like I don't want to take my time away from the, you know, answer a question or help anyone out. You know, even a lot of people when I respond back is you know makes their day and you know makes my day to make someone else's day. I agree. I haven't responded to anybody's messages ever since this this change was made, and it's it's been driving me crazy too. Yeah. It's, it's so so difficult. I know. Oh, become a Google Plus member. I am, and it doesn't even help. <laughs> yeah, I, I became a member. I made a, a little account, but it's yeah, and I still can't figure it out. Yeah, exactly. It's it helps me with subs. I got I got I got a lot more subs because of it. I don't know how that works. I think someone links you or friends you. I don't know how that even works. All I know is the sub rates are going up. But I, I apologize for anyone I'm not getting too quick enough. Just. You know, it's, it's hard to find messages. I can't find my, my, my personal messages. I can't find, who, like, what video, who coming on what video. It's all confusing. I know. How about you, Angel? Where are you up to with, with subscribers? Actually, honestly, I haven't even checked my YouTube in a while. But uh, I'm pretty sure I've up to, uh, I don't know, I, I haven't really posted that many videos. So I'm up to, like, 300 subscribers. I'm not even really up there. Huh, that's something. What about you, Drew? I got one million two hundred and seventy five thousand million trillion subscribers. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Beat that. <laughs> no, I'm <waiting. laughs> I think I got almost uh, almost like two thousand subscribers. You know, every subscri- every subscriber counts, whether you have one or ten thousand. You're reaching somebody, well, that's, that's the whole entire point. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's yeah, it's just you know, people are thought enough of you to follow you. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, if you're first starting out with your YouTube channel, don't worry about uh, uh, subscribers or views. It, it'll eventually come. <laughs> and I still, oh, to this day, remember my very first subscriber. It's crazy as it sounds. I was so excited <laughs> that someone subscribed to me. That's awesome. Have yeah. you guys uh, picked out a time slot uh, for your, for your uh, show coming up? Yeah, I believe we're doing it at, what, 6 o'clock, Angel? Thursday Thursday evening at six o'clock. Awesome. Sure. Nice. And yeah. that's all on the East Coast, right? I will. Or East Coast. Yes, yeah. we will be we will be posting links on Facebook. <coughs> I will also be posting links on the Valentine Reptiles page, the Surfer City Exotics page, the Lenny Demonic Reptile page. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go. I, I was gonna say LA, uh, LAC. Yeah, and if you also look up in the sky, like really high, right, right by the sun, we're gonna have an airplane in the sky, right in the times of uh, of that show as well. So take a look at that. That's awesome. Yeah, like the bat signal, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's cool. Um, 
what, what I, one of the things I wanted to touch on with you guys, uh, you know, we're coming, we got about 15 minutes left uh, for tonight, but I want to give you guys each a chance to talk about, um, you know, what your projects, what projects you're working on, and uh, you know, basically what your, what, what kind of animals you're working with specifically right now. And uh, we'll go with, we'll start with you, Drew. Go ahead. All right. Um, as of now, I'm having some bull python locks right now. Um, I'm actually having a. Uh, I'm really, really crossing my fingers to make some dragonflies, fireflies, pastels, um, fires. I'm also um, crossing my fingers to having some uh, jigsaw blast yellow bellies, jigsaws, pastels, and everything like that. It, it, this season's a little weird. You know, it's starting for me off slow. But um, mm-hmm. uh, well, what I like about it, um, I, I don't only work with. Uh, Bull pythons. You know, I have. I'm trying to breed Angolian pythons, which is an amazing species of snake. It has scales like no other. It has like beaded scales, almost like a bearded dragon. Um, my yep. male's ready right now, but the female needs to get up to weight a lot more. They're uh, similar to bull pythons, but but not quite. A little bit more of a personality, and uh, they're very rarely worked with in the reptile community, which that's that's what I like. You know, rarity. And I'm also trying right. to breed bows as well. Um, my albino bow um, is, is locking up with my uh, motley head albino. So I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully I get some of my albino motleys, you know. But uh, I'm taking it slow, you know. Um, the, the snake's health comes first and everything like that. But, yeah, just right now I'm just breeding uh, three species of uh, reptile right now. And uh, I hope the season is successful. <laughs> nice. Well, that's cool. Um, I'm starting to take a real liking to boa constrictors myself. I there really you go. Like, there you uh, go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted serenams, like really pure, awesome serenam boas. So I'm looking around for some. I think I'm going to grab a 1.2 if I can find the right, the right one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right, when when the we right first met, I shook your hand. I, I, I you know, I, I'm a, I secretly gave you the boa book, so I just let you know. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah, Drew, you hit him, Drew. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Well, it, it, it probably helped, but I was always, you know, always into him. And you know what? I'm kind of scared too, like. If, if God forbid, if that that ban does go through, and they do, you know, limit or I don't know, ban boas, I want to at least secure a 1.2 so I have them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get them, get, so, get them all the hot. <laughs> exactly. You know, because if it comes down to it, if they, if it, if it's, if it's one of those things where we can't transport them across state lines, there's going to have to be breeders established in each state. <laughs> In order for for us to be able to proliferate them legally, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get have them. to uh, smuggle them in my pants. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like kidding, I'm like kidding. It, it, it would be heartbreaking if that did pass. Won't be the first yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not gonna happen without a fight, though. That's for sure. Thank God for U.S. Ark. Right, exactly, and got to send our money that way. That's for sure. Um, all right, well, let's let's get to Angel now. Angel, what are you? Uh, what are you working with uh, right now, and what are your projects? What's going on? Uh, right now, I'm working with uh, with ball pythons. Uh, I do own a boa. I own a corn snake. Uh, I might be mm-hmm. actually getting into some uh, some more corn snake stuff because uh, I might be picking up a uh, love line okapi um, to put with my hypo ghost male that I have. Um, right now, I'm actually doing some uh, breeding projects with uh, Jeremy. And uh, I have a friend of mine out in Boston who I uh, loaned a female uh, at Pied to. He's actually putting her to a uh, Hypo Mojave. And um, the one I'm doing with Jeremy, um, 
it's a small project. Uh, we're uh, putting actually two males to my female, uh, a leopard and a uh, pewter. So it's pretty much going to be like a who's your daddy clutch, see what happens, see what comes out. Um, mm-hmm. And I also have a pair of uh, head azantic that will be going this season. So hoping for some visuals. That's awesome. No, it sounds like sounds like I like the leopards. Those are cool. Definitely. All right, Lenny, what are you working on, bud? Oh man, <laughs> uh, working with. Uh, let me open up some tubs. Uh, I got Mystic locked up right now with an Enchi, which a Mystic also been with the Yellow Belly Pastel and a Mojave. So that's gonna be a pretty cool Hui Daddy clutch. Any possibility is gonna be a great potential. Uh, I bred my Pied to my Pastel. Unfortunately, the, the Pastel is not head Pied. So I'm just gonna get a bunch of uh, hats. Just had to pay all that money for a pod female. Mm. Uh, put the yellow belly passed out to the spider. So hopefully get some bumble bellies, uh, champagne to a few normal girls. Uh, genetic stripe, uh, female genetic striped uh, passed out yellow belly, and an entry to pewter, which that's the ball python stuff. But we do also have some more ball pythons uh, that are gonna go in a couple more months. They're kind of small and uh, a little picky right now. So hopefully we get them up to weight. Uh, we're not working with no no hog noses this year. I'm kind of trying to get out of the hog noses. Wasn't too happy with that whole experience at all. Um, sand bowers, which hopefully next year I can start bringing them. I just picked up a few cool bull pythons this year, uh, Banana Sterling and uh, Orange Dream. So that's going to be the new two powerhouses for next year. Interesting. Uh, what, what didn't you like about the hogs? Uh, messy. <laughs> not, not about, it just like the babies really was such horrible feeders, which I just had horrible experience. To be honest with the people who are listening, I had most of them die off. They just would not eat for nothing. They were really bad. Toad juice didn't help. Tuna didn't help. Salmon didn't help. Uh, nothing helped. I don't know what was the cause of them not being good feeders. I have no idea. I sent some um, some hog noses to other people to see if they could take care of them. Uh, some of them had some success, not, not fully. Um, so it was something I don't want to have any type of issue or problem with down the line. Uh, I know some animals need some special, you know, care when they're babies, which I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But it's just like I just don't want to see any dog because it's not eating. And I don't really feel like force-feeding a, a half cut open mouth down a four inch snake's throat. Yeah, no, you know. I know. They can be a pain. I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. No, I'd rather, some, I'd rather just give it to a special tease. Uh, I'm probably going to hold on to my uh, hog noses. I have three hog noses, all females. So uh, if I decide to, you know, deal with, it, deal with that issue again, which I know most people don't deal with the issue. I know, you know, this is probably one bad time I dealt with it. But if I ever decide to, like, I'll either sell them off or just hold on to them. Dave, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm, go ahead, shoot. Uh, have you ever bred a snake? Out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay, cool. Um, what what species? I, uh, I, I, yeah, my fr- the first uh, snakes that I bred um, were corn snakes. I bred corn snakes. I bred albinos. And back when I was younger, uh, this was going, you know, I'm 37, so this was when I was, like, 15. We had snows and albinos uh, as far as morphs. And uh, I bred uh, uh, corns, uh, uh, you know, amos. They were uh, they're called amel corns. They're albino, regular albinos, and uh, and snows. And that, that was my first experience uh, breeding cool. snakes. But I haven't, yeah, I never bred. I've never bred any other 
snakes, uh, as far as other species that I've bred, I've bred uh, blue tongue skinks, leopard geckos, fat tail geckos, bearded dragons, and uh, this season I'm working on ball pythons. So nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see if I can do it. You know, um, <laughs> but you know, I've kept a lot of different animals, but I didn't always go that extra mile to breed a lot of different things. But I've, I've kept a large variety of variety of animals. You know, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we got about ten minutes left in the show. I want to give each of you guys. Uh, a chance to uh, give your closing remarks, definitely promote yourselves and, and what you're up to and, and say a few words about, you know, uh, crawling critters coming back, if you will. And um, we'll, just like all the other times, we'll start with Drew and, uh, you know, we'll wrap things up. But go ahead, Drew. Let's let's hear what you have to say. All right. I like to promote my, uh, my YouTube channel um, as well as my Facebook page. Uh, my YouTube channel is under the name Drew the Entertainer. It's all one word. So you could, as soon as you type uh, Drew the Entertainer on YouTube, my name comes right up, and you can hit the subscribe button if you like. And I put, uh, I try to put on uh, weekly videos, sometimes uh, you know every two weeks or whatever like that. But I also like to promote my um, Facebook page under Serpent City Exotics. City is with an S, the whole snake thing, you know. So mm-hmm. you go on my my business page and I like my page. I I post constant um, pics and and update my statuses, and I also post my pics up there as well. And uh, what's cool about my um, YouTube channel, uh, it has all the links to my different social uh, social uh, uh, things that I use to um, post my pictures and videos. So you could also, uh, there's links on the bottom of those videos as well. And a huge shout-out to Crawling Critters. We are back full force. And uh, I'm sure Angel could give you a lot more detail on that if you check him out on his Facebook as well. Awesome. All right, cool. Go ahead, Angel. I think he got muted again. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. uh, I want to go ahead and just uh, promote our show, Growing Critters Coming Back. Um, we were uh, we were out for you know for a few months. You know uh, our schedules got hectic. You know as Lenny said earlier in the show. Um, but I am proud that, to announce that we are coming back Thursday night, 6 p.m. If you're not doing nothing. Go ahead, hit a blog talk radio, look up Crawling Critters, and tune into our show. That's it. All right, cool. How about you, Lenny? <laughs> uh, I, just want to thank, I just want to thank you a lot, Dave, for having us all on and, you know, helping us promote our, oh, you know, our radio show again, once again. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but you can find Yes, thank you, man. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Lenny Cristino. Uh, you can find uh, my uh, business page, which is Demonic Reptiles. You can follow me on YouTube, which is LEC Reptiles. You can follow me on Instagram, which is Demonic Reptiles. Uh, I'm very active on every one of those. So whenever you need anything, questions, or just talk or anything, I'm, I'm more than welcome to be on. I'm on all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to give one shout-out to, a, to a, one, a hardcore listener of your show. Uh, he goes by the name of uh, sure. Sean from Heavy Duty Reptiles. I know he's probably listening <laughs> right now. And uh, is, from I what think. I saw, he's always on, on, on his uh, status, uh, representing uh, Gecko Nation Radio. And I know he's a big supporter and, and, and subscriber of my channel as well. So huge shout out to him. Yep, he's a good he's a good young man. He's going far in this hobby. And uh, yes, yeah, definitely yeah, he's doing good. He's doing, doing good big things. things. Heavy yeah. duty things. Heavy duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all heavy duty things. He just he just responded <laughs> in the chat room. Thanks, dude. Yeah, Sean's cool. 
Awesome. All we right, need people guys, like that listen, in our hobby. You know, it's, well, you it's know a great what? example we've, of a positive influence in this hobby. So I just want to thank him for well, that. You know what, Drew? And you know what? I Don't you think we've all kind of kind of gelled together? We've all found each other in this now, like all the good people. You know, we've all yeah. kind of linked up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's thankful you know I'm very thankful for people like you and me, Lenny and and Angel and and all, all types of people you know. Steve Barker, he's an awesome supporter of uh, the reptile community, man. Awesome, awesome guy. Huge fan of his and his whole family. I met his family, beautiful family. Great guy. Mhm. Absolutely. No, you guys are great, and um, I'm happy to drop uh, the Crawling Critters Radio. Uh, plugs on my show. If you guys want to work something out where we help to promote each other, that's cool. We can do something. Um, whatever. I'm happy that you guys are coming back on the team. It's great. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, some of Gecko Nation Radio's listeners will transfer and check you guys out, too. And uh, when, I, when's your first uh, day back on the air? Uh, Thursday, 6 o'clock. This Thursday? Coming up? Yep. Yep. Oh, cool. Okay. As, as beautiful awesome. as that sounds, this Thursday, yep. Yeah. This, All right. this Thursday coming up. What is this Thursday coming up? I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was this Thursday coming up, 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Take a picture. I'm making a note. Yeah, that's it. I'm making a note right now. Crawling Critters. Pay attention to Facebook. It'll be all over Facebook. <laughs> Take a picture of it and put it on your Instagram. And guys, I'll have listen. Oh, you guys, you guys... You guys are more than welcome to uh, uh, put show updates uh, in in Gecko Nation group too. So feel free to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put yourself there too. Uh, yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. It's all, all for right, all the cool. gecko people. Right. I love geckos. Big gecko fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get you all. We're gonna get you all hooked on geckos. You know, I'm not gonna stop until you each have at least one. Record, so <laughs> you're, you're, gonna mail me, you're gonna mail me pink gecko t-shirts. <laughs> I, I, if, even if I have to mail you one of my hottest. Uh, morphs, you know, just and, I, and I'll send it to you for free because I'm gonna have a, whole, have a whole bunch of them this season. I'm gonna get you guys, get you guys something awesome. So uh, don't worry about that. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. I'm gonna let you guys go. Good luck on Thursday, and uh, good, yeah, I hope your show uh, picks up right where it left off. You guys do great, seriously. Thank you, crawling critters, Thanks, baby, crawling critters. Don't Thank you, crawling critters. All right, all right. Good night, guys. Good night. Right. Gecko Nation. Gecko Nation. Right. Good night. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Um, another great Herp Radio show coming back on the scene. That's what I like. Positive people doing positive things for the community, giving back, giving their time, helping to educate, helping to share their enthusiasm. That's what it's all about, everybody. Um, all right. Let's see. I got a cool song I can play for you. And... Those were my closing remarks, by the way. I'm going to play a, play a, an awesome clip from the Gladiator movie score. Hope you guys like this. Check it out.
All right, Gecko Nation. I love you all. Have a great night. And don't forget, this upcoming Sunday, the return of the king, Mr. Ron Tremper. And keep an eye on the Gecko Nation Radio Facebook page. I am going to upload Ron Tremper's promo video that Steve made, and it is incredible. So don't miss it. Check it out. Share it. Share it all over Facebook for us. Helps uh, get the help us promote the King's Show. All right, King's Show coming up this Sunday, one twenty-six fourteen. All right, everyone, have a good night. Until then. Uh, uh.